Put thy hand in my side, and know the place of the nails, and be not incredulous, but believing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Reverend Father, very dear faithful, the infinite love of God is for everyone. In the same way, the divine mercy of God is for everyone. The sinner still in sin, and the former sinner trying to amend their life and live a life of grace. The divine mercy of our Lord is for both sinner and saint. To the sinner, the divine mercy is the call of repentance and conversion so that they can experience our Lord's unfathomable mercy and his infinite love and goodness. To the saint, the divine mercy is the call to deeper love so that they can experience the richness of God's love. God's love is for everyone, and God wants each and everyone's love in return. That is why the Good Shepherd left the 99 in search of the one lost sheep. That is why the Lord gives even the latecomer the same penny as those that came early in his vineyard from the first hour. Seeking our love, our Lord mercifully and patiently instructed the woman at the well of her adulterous relations and the need for her conversion and faith in him as the Son of God. Seeking our love, he forgave the woman caught in adultery, saying that he that was without sin could cast the first stone. Seeking our love, he expelled seven demons from St. Mary Magdalene and forgave her sins to teach her the importance of love that is pure. Our Lord's merciful love wanted the repentance and the love of the prodigal son just as much as the love of the faithful son who never left his father's side. Our Lord wanted even the love of Malchus, the temple soldier who came to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane, and so our Lord healed his ear. Our Lord wanted the love of both criminals crucified beside him, and so once he heard the faith and humility of the good thief, from the cross our Lord made the first canonization of a saint. Today in the Gospel, we have the wonderful call of our Lord to the doubting Thomas to believe in the risen Christ and to believe in his mercy. Our Lord's merciful love wanted the love of everyone that he came into contact with because he created every soul, he sought to redeem every soul, and our Lord wants every soul to be with him in heaven. God's mercy is so generous to all that humble themselves before his feet that the miserly, the miserly, the penny-pinching, and the hard-hearted people of this world can never understand his infinite mercy. Some Catholics to this day cannot understand the divine mercy of our Lord just as there were disciples who left our Lord at various moments of his ministry. Why did they leave our Lord? Always because of their pride. Pride blinds us to the necessity that we have for God's mercy. Pride refuses to believe. Pride refuses to forgive. Pride refuses to submit. Despair, 
is the prideful thought that refuses to believe in God's mercy for us. Rash judgment is the prideful thought to refuse to believe in God's mercy for our neighbor. The danger for many of us comes when our pride becomes very subtle and we no longer think that we are in need of God's mercy. We forget our past sins, and we forget that if we refrain from sin in the past, it was only because of God's merciful grace that prevented our fall. As a priest who sits in the confessional every single day dispensing God's mercy, I would rather hear the sins of 99 mortal sinners who make a humble confession than someone who doesn't think they are in need of God's mercy and who justify themselves for everything that they do. A serious sinner knows where to get God's unfathomable and infinite mercy, but those who are self-righteous do not receive God's mercy because they do not think that they need it. All they would need to do is to make a humble confession, but their pride blinds them from seeing their soul and its reality, from seeing their disease of pride and the medication which is the confessional. Now we need to ask ourselves, are we the prodigal son or the self-righteous son thinking that we have never done anything wrong and not in need of God's mercy? My dear faithful, let us not be too prideful to see the need that we ourselves have of God's mercy. The divine mercy of our Lord is relevant and is for each and every single one of us. We must first make a clarification for the devotion to the divine mercy of our Lord. This devotion is not a lifesaver or a parachute, hoping that we continue our reckless behavior without amending our lives. We cannot intentionally jump off the cliff of mortal sin with our parachute or into the shark-infested waters with a simple lifesaver and say the chaplet of divine mercy in our presumption, expecting to arrive safe on the ground or back in the boat. Devotion to the divine mercy of our Lord will prevent us from putting ourselves in those dangerous or near occasions of sin because we are truly grateful for our Lord's, our Lord's mercy and his love. The image of divine mercy depicted behind me was of tremendous importance to our Lord as he communicated to Saint Maria Faustina. Our Lord is clothed with a white garment, with his right hand raised in blessing, and the left hand is pointing to his heart where a white ray and a red ray emanate downwards. At the bottom were to be placed these words, Jesus, I trust in thee. He expressed to her that he wanted it to be venerated throughout the entire world. He said, I promise that the soul who will venerate this image will not perish. I also promise victory over its enemies already here on earth and especially at the hour of death. I myself will defend it as my own glory. Explaining the two rays, our Lord said, the two rays denote blood and water. The pale white ray stands for the water which makes souls righteous. The red ray stands for the blood which is the life of souls. 
These two rays issued forth from the very depths of my tender mercy when my agonized heart was opened by a lance on the cross. These rays shield souls from the wrath of my Father. Happy is the one who will dwell in this shelter, for the just hand of God shall not lay hold of him. I desire that the first Sunday after Easter be the Feast of Mercy. Our Lord stated his desire for today, this Sunday after Easter, to be the Feast of Mercy. But as the Mass texts already speak of his mercy, our Lord did not request a new fast feast, but today that it be the Feast of Mercy. When difficulties arose, delaying the production and distribution of the image, our Lord said to St. Maria Faustina, Know that if you neglect the matter of painting of this image and of the whole work of mercy, you will have to answer for a multitude of souls on the day of judgment. Encouraging confidence, our Lord said, The distrust of chosen souls causes me even greater pain. Despite my inexhaustible love for them, they do not trust me. Even my death is not enough for them. Woe to those chosen souls that abuse these gifts. The hour of our Lord's death was to be a particular moment of his mercy because it was the hour of the consummation of his loving sacrifice to his Father. Our Lord said, At three o'clock, implore my mercy, especially for sinners, and if only for a brief moment, immerse yourself in my passion, particularly in my abandonment and at the moment of agony. This is the hour of great mercy for the whole world. I will allow you to enter into my mortal sorrow. In this hour, I will refuse nothing to the soul that makes a request of me in virtue of my passion. Our Lord greatly desired St. Maria Faustina to unite her heart and will so perfectly to his own, to compassion him in his suffering, and to use suffering as a means to purify her love in the fire of his mercy. He said to her, This firm resolution to become a saint is extremely pleasing to me. I bless your efforts and will give you opportunities to sanctify yourself. Be watchful that you lose no opportunity that my providence offers you for sanctification. If you do not succeed in taking advantage of an opportunity, do not lose your peace, however, but humble yourself profoundly before me and with great trust immerse yourself completely in my mercy. In this way, you gain more than you have lost because more favor is granted to a humble soul than the soul itself asks for. Let us close today's sermon with one last quote from our Lord to St. Maria Faustina. He said, My heart overflows with great mercy for souls, and especially for poor souls. It only, if only they would understand that I am the best of fathers to them, and that it is to them that my blood and water flowed from my heart, as from a fount overflowing with mercy. I desire to spoke, I desire to bestow I desire to bestow many graces upon sinners, but they do not want to accept them. 
You at least, my dear, come to me as often as possible and take these graces they do not want to accept. In this way, you will console my heart. Oh, how indifferent are souls to so much goodness, to so many proofs of love. My heart drinks only of ingratitude and forgetfulness of souls living in the world. They have time for everything, but they have no time to come to me for graces. So I turn to you, you my chosen soul. Will you also fail to understand the love of my heart? My dear faithful, from the faith in our risen Lord that we celebrated last Sunday, today with St. Thomas and St. Maria Faustina, may we believe in his divine mercy for each of us, and may we give our love entirely back to him. May we humble ourselves before our Lord in the ray of confession to have our sins washed away in his blood. May we use the suffering that God places in our life to purify our love so that our hearts may be more detached from this world and more perfectly united to him. May we pray and offer up sacrifices for sinners so that they may experience the love of God's mercy. And finally, May our humility go hand in hand with confidence and trust in Christ, our merciful Redeemer. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy, I trust in thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.